Next on BYU Sports Nation, must-win scenario. Yes, I know it's May, but what is your must-win game for BYU football not named Utah this season? NCAA men's hoops might have a new three-point line distance. Would this help or hurt the game? Plus, which Cougar had the best performance in a record-setting weekend? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, May 13th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who once jumped five feet using the Fosbury flop, Jerem Jordan. I remember trying it in elementary school. It's really hard. Like, high jumping is really hard. So... Mad uh, mad props to uh, Andrea Stapleton-Johnson. We'll get to what she did over the weekend, which is incredible. Uh, yeah. The fact that they just went straight over a long time ago is really funny. Some people just used <laughs> to, like, jump and land on their feet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They just go up and over. That, that is yeah. crazy. The yeah. scissor kick was a thing as well. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, man. Uh, innovation's awesome. Yeah, the Fosbury Do- flaw. Doing something better is great. And like you said... What a family. Andrea Stapleton-Johnson and her dad. Incredible stuff in the BYU record books. We'll get to all of that. A lot of pressure on the rest of the family. (laughs) Here's today's show lineup. Brandon Davies putting pressure on basically the entire Euro League. He just wrapped up his regular season with BC Zalgiris, his Lithuanian basketball team. They finish in first place. He's going to join us live. And Emily Erickson, speaking of great weekends. She's a production assistant here. She also plays on the softball team, I think on the side, right? She's got the production assistant, Karma. And one. helped BYU win another conference championship. She will join us today. Great to have Emily with but us. But just the other production assistants on the crew, like, if you do something equal to or better than this, we will interview you. But I don't want to hear, hey, why am I not on the show? Like, you didn't hit two homers over the weekend, okay? If you do, we'll interview you. It's really simple. Well, not just that, but two homers in a conference yeah. championship yeah. clinching like, series. Dane Carlson's going to text us and be like, why am I not on? It's like, dude, you know why. Come on. Emily did some stuff. <laughs> she did stuff. She deserves She's it. She's really good. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Leading off with BYU softball. 11 consecutive conference championships. Wow. That over four different conferences, by the way. They take the series two games to one at Santa Clara with the aforementioned Emily Erickson hitting those two bombs in game two to help secure the WCC title. The Cougars now head to regionals for a 15th consecutive year. On Thursday, they take on the 13-seed Oklahoma State in Stillwater. BYU Baseball won the final home series of the season, taking two of three against San Francisco, putting up 17 runs Saturday on Senior Day. Brock Hale in the series hit two grand slams. Here is the second. The 1-2 pitch. Into left foul! Way back! And we are tied! <laughs> well, that one ain't foul! That ball was crushed. That was a hanging curveball from Joey Steele. And that's a second grand slam that Brock Hales hit in this series. Pretty awesome. BYU is 33-14 overall, 17-7 in West Coast Conference play, which is tops in the league. BYU has clinched a berth to the four-team West Coast Conference tournament. They're seeking their first outright conference championship in the regular season since 1989. There's been a lot of divisions, and then you go. So opportunity to do something special. Cougars number 24 in baseball America rankings. 
number 23 in perfect game. Jackson Clough, the Collegiate Baseball Newspaper National Player of the Week. Things are going well for the yes. baseball team. BYU plays at Utah tomorrow, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, 3 at Santa Clara. If BYU sweeps Santa Clara, they uh, will be the number one seed. Yeah, and they've never been the one seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Might as well accomplish that as well. On Friday, Andrea Stapleton-Johnson broke the BYU school record in the high jump at 6 feet 2 and a half inches at the BYU Invitational to surpass the previous record of 6 feet 2 set all the way back in 1994. Stapleton-Johnson's jump, also the best height cleared in the entire NCAA this season. She'll likely enter the postseason as the number one seed. And Brenna Porter ran the 8th fastest outdoor 400 time in BYU history at the Oxy Invitational with a time of 54.50. She now holds the number two and eight spots in that competition. The final list of qualifiers for the NCAA prelims will be announced this Wednesday. Yeah, not a bad job by Brennan Porter either, who broke a record on Thursday. Oh, man. Two years ago, she was the uh, the, the bloody, lacerated uh, runner story, right? And it, She's legit, man. The she's not of, that story. She's that and this. The theme of the season for track and field, and I said this on Friday, is record-breaking. It has been a crazy season for them. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. If I say must win in reference to BYU football, right now, the fan answer, the player answer, and the coach's answer can all be the same. Just win the first game. Hit it. Countdown to the youths. 108. 108 days away. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We are approaching double figures. Other than Utah, because we know it's the first game and BYU's lost eight in a row to that team up north. What is the non-Utah must-win game for BYU football this season? It is Utah State, Spencer. It is Utah State. Okay, uh, BYU's lost two in a row Ugh. for the first time to Utah State since 1973 and 74. I want to personally call out Gary Shetty. Gary, those were both of your seasons. What happened? What happened? Come on, man. And then uh, three in a row, you just add the year before, 72 to 74. Merlin Olsen ain't walking through that door. Okay, Chucky Keaton, no, come on. No, but Jordan Utah Love State, is. As, as the Jumbotron in the Marriott Center once said, hey, little brother. Okay, this is a game that BYU needs to win. Utah State has certainly been better the last decade than they have been for a long time. They used to be a doormat. They are anything but now. They are a quality program. Gary Anderson's back there. But listen, historically, this is a game you got to win. BYU is 31 and 6 in 75 against Utah State. 31 and 6. Yet 2 and 5 in the last or 2 yes. and 3 in the last 5, sorry. It's dominating, right? So 1 and 8 Versus rivals the last three years, Utah, Utah State, Boise State. That's just pathetic. You can't have it. The one win that Kalani Satake's teams have against the rivals is Utah State in 2016. And that Aggie team was 3-9. and nine. They were bad. I'm with you. Utah State is way up the list. But it's a road game. BYU has two rivals. That hasn't mattered historically. BYU has two rivals at home. Of course, Utah and Boise State. If BYU wants to change the tenor of the program, the overall direction under Kalani Satake, they've got to figure out how to win games at home, especially against rivals at home. BYU has not been good at home in the Kalani Satake era, which is super weird. Against rivals and at home. Hmm. Those are things that matter. Yes. So I'm with you. Beat Utah State. That one makes me sick. Losing three in a row to Utah State makes me ill. Would be. 
Ugh. It hasn't happened yet. I know. Just the idea, just the thought of that. I know it's a Logan. They're a better team, but yeah, so I'm with you there. I've but never wanted the wagon wheel, really, but now I, I do. want it. Yeah. I Before want I was it. like, ah, oh, whatever. I want it because they wheel it around in our faces. Well, and- then, no, they actually use it on a farm. Like, it's put to practical use. <laughs> BYU is in a locker room. They could use it. BYU's got to take care of business at home. So just above, just above Utah State is Boise State because BYU needs to figure out how to win big games, rivalry games on their home field. 1A for me is Utah State. Win them both. It, it's kind of weird that Boise State has been as lopsided as it's been because there have been several one-point losses. Three, in fact. Yeah, BYU's what, two and six against Boise State all the time? I think it's two and five, maybe two and six. But that is weird. And last year, if Zach Wilson doesn't have his biggest freshman moment, perhaps BYU wins that game and has two shots at the end zone from the two. Mm. Those ones sting. Yes. It was a loaded weekend. Lots of great performances from many individuals and teams. Uh, but which Cougar individual had the best performance this weekend? Oh, I'm going with the man who hit two grand slams in a series against San Francisco. Brock Hale had one career grand slam coming into That's it. his senior series weekend. And all he does is hit two grand slams in two big wins for BYU to help them maintain first place in the West Coast Conference. Stay alive in that at-large conversation and posture for that first seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. BYU is going to play Santa Clara, who is not good, win at least two or three, and then they'll have a shot at being the one seed in the WCC Tournament for the first time. But Brock Hale, a senior, flexed again. They needed him. After a really weird performance on Friday... When BYU wait, wait, wait. shockingly to Jason Shepard. Yeah, 40%. Oh, man. Wait, wait, it's wait, baseball. Wait. It is it's baseball. baseball. Yeah, you lose. It's it the happens. most delicate, weird, fickle sport that I can conjure up. I think soccer is more fickle, but yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> Brock Hale bounces back on Saturday. Dude, he they knew it were... was gone, dude. He hopped out of the box. I know. He was like, I did it again. And it was 4 to nothing for San Francisco when he hit that. Yeah. One swing, tie game, changed everything for BYU to win the series. They've now won five straight series against San Francisco. Brock Hale had the best weekend. Who else hit two grand slams in a three-day span? Well, Jackson Clough had a great Saturday. I'm going with Jackson Clough. Okay. And there were a lot. Andrea Stapleton, uh, Johnson, Brenna Porter, my dude Michael Bluth on the men's track team. There's money in the banana stand. Emily Erickson, who we're going to talk to later. Softball collectively, right? They were great. Jackson Clough on Saturday. Now, Mike Littlewood thinks, and he said, what, Friday, that he thinks Jackson Clough could be drafted and leave. He could be highly drafted. fully anticipating that he's going to be gone. That might have been Jackson Clough's last home game at BYU. So what does he do? Four or five, two doubles, a home run, four runs, uh, a walk, a stolen base, six ribbies. Saturday against San Francisco. <laughs> this guy is legit. We brought him in here at the beginning of the season. He was playing third, got moved over to short. He's been the man. He's been so consistent. He's been amazing. Um, you can't go wrong with this answer, but Jackson Clough had a great, great Saturday. I hope he's drafted highly, and I hope that uh, good things come for him. I would love to see him stay at BYU and play because he's good, but if he goes pro, it is what it is. We're kind of getting used to this yeah. in basketball. And uh, baseball is kind of different. This happens more often. But uh, Jackson Clough was dope. Now, here's the thing. Guys like Brock Hale and Jackson Clough are doing most of their work with two outs on the board, mm. which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 24th-ranked BYU baseball scored 16 of their 17 runs in Saturday's game with two outs. Clutch. Hitting a season-high eight extra base hits. 
four doubles, four home runs. That's getting it done. That's great. Uh, two outs is where you live, right? And you've got it going into the West Coast Conference tournament. That's good. San Francisco wasn't a bottom dweller. A good team. They were the they were and are the fourth place team in the league. And I repeat, if BYU, uh, who's already clinched uh, WCC tournament, which is good. That's the number one goal. First, right, is get to that tourney. Two is win the regular season. Three is win the tourney. Four is uh, you know advance in a regional. Yeah, to a regional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you win the tourney, you get there. Um, that's all great. That's great. So this BYU baseball team, I think this team is primed to do more damage than the 2016 team, which had this tremendous start. What were they, like 18-2 and two or something crazy? 2017 wins the tourney in dramatic fashion. I think this team, pitching, hitting, all of it, is more equipped to do something than those two teams. The most complete team in the Mike Littlewood era. Yes, culture's good. They got rid of some bad apples in the eyes of uh, right, Mike Littlewood and the staff. And now they're, uh, now they're ready to go rock. And they have been all year. Now BYU awesome. basketball is trying to switch up that culture, and that will get a kick in the pants from just the new coaching staff. I that, never like that. In and of itself brings a brand new feeling. Now they could also be dealing with some new rule changes, and the NCAA has proposed a few, Jerem. Which of these two do you like the best? Moving the three-point line back to 22 feet, one and three-quarters inches, which is – or correlates with the international level, mm-hmm. or the shot clock resetting to 20 seconds when a team gets an offensive rebound instead of a fresh 30 seconds. Now, to be clear, these are recommendations. They need to be approved on June 5th by the Playing Rules yes. Oversight Committee. Could be dealing with these. Uh, I like the three-point line. I, and they give a couple reasons for why they did this, and I agree with them. Make the lane more available from the perimeter. Okay, spacing, basically. Um, three-point shooting is becoming, like, quote, too prevalent, so they want to make it a little harder. And then three is uh, assist and offensive spacing. I like the idea. I think it opens up the floor a little more. And guess what? BYU is going to shoot better from three. In fact, last year was the worst three-point shooting season in the Dave Rose era. It was bad. You get better shooters this year. You have TJ Haas. You add Jesse Wade, who we think is a good three-point shooter from all accounts. You get a transfer TBD. Uh, hasn't signed yet officially. Who may or may not be a good three-point shooter. he's going to be an awesome player there. No, no, no. Trevin Nell for, shot 48% in high school. He got back from his mission, by the way, over the weekend. Woods Cross, uh, former Cal uh, commit. I think BYU is going to be a good three-point shooting team. You had Connor Harding, Nick Emery, can Zach Selyus, uh, throw that in. I think BYU have some shooters. If this is approved, it will go into play this season, which I think would be good. Now, the shot clock reset thing, in the NBA, it goes down to 14. That's new this or last year. Yes. I like it. It I love speeds it. it up. Okay, you got the board, but you got to go. You can't back it out that. and hold it. Which is why I'm going with the shot clock. I like them both, but I like the shot clock because it just makes the game more exciting. I mean, you have little time to waste. In the NBA, 14 seconds is still nothing. 20s, you can waste 10 seconds there. Still, it's better. It just will speed up the game because a lot of aspects of college basketball have become unwatchable. Okay, so if we do something, a lot of it has to do with officiating. I know, I know. My homie is the WCC ref, but hopefully, this (laughs) speeding up the game will help. I real if if it comes to this because this these are just proposed, but I like the shot clock resetting to twenty seconds just to speed up the excitement of the game is better. Um, And then the three point shot I like for the players because if you want to transition and play pro ball, whether it be in Europe or the G League or try and get to the NBA, this will help them transition better. It, It. is it a good thing for BYU because they're coming off the worst three-point shooting season they had in the Dave Rose era? Do you I think move the line back? I think it's good for spacing. You're going to get to the rim or the Honestly, or the most guys are shooting 
from that distance anyway. I, I really don't know how much yeah, I, of a difference it's going to make. I hate when it's clogged. And, and at my level, which is low, right, just playing pickup, everyone just bunches in. I'm like, spread yeah, out. Yeah. Like, so if the three-point line is back a little further, I think you're getting more open looks, whether that's at the, at the rim or a three-pointer or the, the extinct mid-range game. All right, just your typical May 13th show. We've got some BYU football, some record-breaking weekend stuff, and proposed NCAA rules. Our question of the day centering in on BYU football. What is the non-Utah must-win game for the Cougars this season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Bo Peterson answers on Facebook, and I quote, Oh, man, it's got to be Utah State. Restore balance and get that wagon wheel back in Elias. The old wagon wheel. Bring it back. All right, Darth Vader. Restore balance. (laughs) You remember when, so Taysom Hill goes down with an injury in 2016, and Tanner Mangum says, yeah, I want to, you know, finish what he started. And we were like, is he Kylo Ren? <laughs> I will finish what you started. Like, what the heck? <laughs> then proceeds to throw under 100 yards in a rainy poinsettia bowl, but Jamal Williams ran for Jace 200 Daddy. plus. We're like, okay, that works. Yeah, so yeah. many Star Wars things. Let the hate flow through you. Yeah, sometimes it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, Brandon Davies joins us from Lithuania. How's life in the EuroLeague, and what does he think of the new-look BYU program? And what advice would he give to a guy like Yoli Childs as he prepares himself for a professional career? This is BYU Sports Nation. We're going to Lithuania, man. The BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're road tripping this week. Can't wait. Saturday, May 18th, this Saturday. We'll be live from the BYU Fan Fest in Nashville, Tennessee. From 1 to 3 Eastern, we'll hear from Kalani Satake, Mark Pope, many others. Join us 1 to 3 Eastern in person in Nashville. Or on BYU TV, BYU Ready. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, straight out of Lithuania, Brandon Davies, all-Euroleague first-teamer. Brandon, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Great. I imagine that you're doing really well. Your team just finished 32-3 and and in first place. What's this league been or What's this season been like for you in uh, the Lithuanian League? Um, yeah, it's been an unbelievable season. You know, obviously EuroLeague is done, and now our main focus is our domestic league here in Lithuania. So, um, you know, things are going well. But we just finished the regular season last night, and now it's just focus on playoffs now. Are you used to living in Europe and living in Lithuania, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, it's you know, it's second nature. But you know, when I first came overseas, it was you know, kind of kind of a deer in the headlights and um, struggled a little bit, you know, for, you know, on and off the court. But um, now it's just, you know, feels like home, I guess I could say. What's the language situation like for you? Um, here in Lithuania, most, I would say like 90% of people speak English or enough English to be able to communicate. So um, it's been, it's been great. It hasn't been hard. Uh, I tried to pick up a little bit of this language, but it's, it's uh, unbelievably hard. <laughs> <laughs> Does trash talk happen in English on the court? Um, a little bit, but I mean, most guys don't really talk much to me, to be honest. Uh, what are the chances that your uh, team wins the championship? How do you feel going into the playoffs there in Lithuania? 
Uh, I'm really confident. You know, obviously we're, I think we're the favorites to win it every year, but I mean, it doesn't mean it comes easy. These, um, for the Lithuanian teams here, it's playing us is like, uh, you know, playing in a championship game. So we get everyone's best shots and um, you just really wouldn't want it any other way. So it's every game's competitive, no matter how bad the team is, but <laughs> it makes it fun. Follow him at Brandon underscore Davies zero on Twitter. He's, he's on, now on Instagram, too. Oh, he's now on Instagram You just joined well. Instagram, right, Brandon? How, how are you feeling about this, Brandon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, just, I just joined yesterday. It's a, <laughs> I feel kind of... I feel kind of old. I mean, there's, there's a lot, a lot of buttons and, and things I'm trying to figure out. But <laughs> uh, it's, it's all good. I'll, I'll get it figured out. I think you've never sounded older. There are a lot of buttons and things. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Old man Davies with yeah. us. So, so you play in Lithuania, play in that domestic league. You also play in the Euro League. Um, how, how'd your team do in Euro League? Is it still going? Where, where are you at with them? Um, yeah, Euroleague finished a little bit ago. Uh, we um, we we started, I think. Uh, Every, everything okay there? You dropped something? Yeah, my my daughter's running around. I'm trying to shoo her out of the room. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were things. We were kind of. Uh, I think we were in like 13th place, and uh, we had to battle our way back. We had to win six six uh, games in a row to make the playoffs and we did that and uh, we played against the number one team and um, you know lost in the uh, in three in four games so um, the season was went really well you know statistically uh, I had a really great season but you know as a team we really um, exceeded expectations again and um, so everything was ended on on a high note. Yeah, fantastic season and an incredible run through EuroLeague. You finished first team. How did you find out? Where were you and what happened when you found out you were part of that first team? Um, I was I was just sitting at home and I got a call from my agent and uh, um, and he just kind of informed me of the news and um, how big it was for, you know, especially at this point in my career trying to, you know, move forward and um, but then, you know, simultaneously, I was getting texts from my teammates and them congratulating me and telling me how excited they were. So um, it all happened kind of quick. But I was really, uh, I was really, you know, excited about it. And um, you know, my team was was even more excited about it than I was. Who voted on that? Was that the fan voted one that we helped uh, get out there? Yeah, it's a mix. So I know I gotta gotta say thank you to you guys and you know anyone that voted. There's a it's a percentage of like between votes and the journalists and then um, I think coaches as well. We made a couple phone calls too, so uh, we figured <laughs> we'd help you out there. Hey, question. Thanks, so man. you guys, hey, a lot. you got it, you got it. Uh, we've been we've been dealing with you since you were a sophomore pro. Well, we go back a long ways. We love it. Um, if, if the Suns don't re-up Jimmer, and we hope that he does re-up and stays in the NBA, have you sold him on the European experience yet? Because if the NBA doesn't work out for him, I would love to see him in Europe somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, I, I think it will work out for him. I think, um, you know, he's right there. So, um, I think, uh, as far as like China goes, you know, he has a real, he has a, in a great situation there, you know, not just basketball wise, but financially as well. But, um, you know, he would he would be very successful in Europe too. I think, and um, I think if he ever chose to take that path, you know, he would he would uh, make the most of it and, and be great. Um, he, but he is, you know, anywhere he goes. But um, that would be fun. That would be 
fun to play against him or, you know, definitely, you know, play with him as well if I'm over here. But um, at the same time, I hope I can get back to where he's at as well. Hypothetical. What's the best situation, country or league or team in Europe for Jimmer Fredette's skill set in your opinion? Um, he's a he's an NBA player. I mean, everyone knows that. I mean, it's it's just a matter of um, finding a team and a coach that will give him a chance, and um, you know, not just a, a chance of just throwing him out there every once in a while, but with legitimate minutes, legitimate opportunity to show what he can do. Um, he's um, one of the best scorers I've ever seen. So um, he belongs in a league with the other best scorers in the world. So um, that's. That's my my take on him. At some point, when maybe he makes his way to Europe at some point, but if he played in Europe, where where do you think would be the best situation for him? And again, hopefully, it works in the NBA. But if you ever went to Europe, um, wherever I'm at at the time, I would love to play with him again. It would be, I think it would we would be a unstoppable um, duo. So, uh, but I mean that's that's kind of up in the air, you know, he would, I could see him fitting in with, you know, any of the top teams here in Europe, you know, there's, um, every team could use a a player like him. I think there's, you know, teams like, uh, you know, Madrid or, um, you know, Barcelona, uh, but also, um, you know, there's, there's other teams in, I think in like Russia or, um, Istanbul who, who all, who all play like his style of game. Brandon Davies with us on BYU Sports Nation, 32-3 and with his Lithuanian LKL League team, BC Zalgiris. Last year, you played with Team Fredette in the basketball tournament and had a really exciting run and got BYU fans juiced about that. Uh, what are the future plans for Team Fredette and your involvement, if at all? Um, I mean, that's kind of something I always wait till I'm completely done with my, you know, my season over here and, you know, my job and then. I kind of reevaluate in the summer, see how my body's feeling, you know, see what um, things I have planned and, and this and that. So, um, but I think, uh, I mean, this year there's it being in Salt Lake. So, I mean, that's definitely hires the, you know, chances of me playing in it. Um, but, I mean, it was a lot of fun last year. We had a lot of success. So, we'll see. Also, we'll see what happens um, with, with Jimmer as well, if he's allowed to play in it or not. That's true. Great point. If Team Fredette doesn't have Jimmer, that'd be a little weird. But yeah, I, I feel you. Um, Yoli Childs is pursuing a pro career. We'll see if it works out in the NBA, G League, or otherwise. Uh, what kind of advice do you have for a guy like Yoli? And perhaps you've already talked to him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I think he understands, you know, the position he's in. Uh, I, I, I'm not. I heard some uh, noise here and there about, you know, Coach Pope talking with him and everything. So. Um, he's got the he's got the right guy in his ear, you know. I've I've said I've said it before, but you know, Coach Pope, I think is you know, uh, you can give him credit for me making it to the league. So um, I think if he if he uh, can if he, there's one person he wants in his ear, it's that guy. And uh, you know, I think now that he can focus on 100% basketball, and um, you know, I think he's just going to excel from there. You know, he's a hard worker and. Um, I think he he knows what he needs to work on, so it's just a matter of you know dialing in and tuning up his game and um, adding the things that are going to take him to the next level. What was it that Coach Pope did to help you get into the league, Brandon? Um, I mean, it's, I think it started um, you know mindset wise. You know, he kind of um, I think he helped me realize um, that I, that the dream was you know attainable before you know I, I actually thought myself. You know, there was. 
he, he just kind of explained that there's a lot of little things that, um, that I would have to do to make it. And he knew, um, going into the workouts, I had 15 workouts with, you know, a, a bunch of different teams and he just broke down every, what workout was going to be, what, how, how I would beat out who, um, you know, down to the, the finest detail and how I was going to have to, you know, clock at the surface every chance I got just to stick around. And, you know, that's what he had to do in his career. So, um, it, it really, uh, it was easy to, easy to listen to him and, um, you know, just, that's just a small example of, and one example of, you know, things that he did and, um, just things that we talked about throughout my career at BYU and we still keep in touch to this day. Brandon, it's great to catch up with you. Congratulations again on uh, all EuroLeague first team on a fantastic Lithuanian season. We wish you the best of luck moving forward in the playoffs. And uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go kill it, man. And I Provo for life. Am I right, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No, we'll never forget I Provo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. You got it. Brandon Davies on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline from Lithuania. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. So our first connection was, uh, I guess, in the communications program, but we also uh, called Provo and Tim Few high school games, football, basketball, and whatnot. So when Brandon was a sophomore, that's when we first met him. And uh, it's fun. It's been fun to see this evolution. Like thirteen years later, I think. just a skinny at the time. He was six seven kid with like size sixteen feet. Yeah, flopping F- up and down the court, figuring it out. And then he won back to back state titles junior senior year, which was incredible. I think one sophomore did he win three? He won two or three. I think he won two. Yeah, yeah, which was pretty incredible. Hey, what a run he's having! I think when he was a freshman, they won two. He might have won three total. High school, pretty good. So awesome. I provo for life. <laughs> I don't even know if it still exists. Coming up, BYU softball wins another title. Our own Emily Erickson is in studio. Plus, do you cheer for guys like Kawhi Leonard, former San Diego State Aztec, and Eric Weddle of the House of Utah? Now that they don't face BYU, this is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to Studio B. Let's keep it rolling on a Monday with today's BYUSN Headlines Part 2. BYU softball. Conference champions for an 11th consecutive year. They take the series two games out of three at Santa Clara to wrap things up. Emily Erickson hit two home runs in game two as part of securing that WCC title. The Cougars now headed to NCAA regionals for a 15th consecutive year. On Thursday, they take on the number 13 overall seed, Oklahoma State, in Stillwater. BYU Baseball won the final home series of the season, taking two of three against San Francisco. BYU put up 17 runs Saturday on Senior Day. Brock Hale hit two grand slams in the series. Here's the second one. The 1-2 pitch. Into left foul! Way back! And we are tied! (laughs) Well, that one ain't foul! That ball was crushed. That was a hanging curveball from Joey Steele. And that's a second grand slam that Brock Hale's hit in this series. Yes, it is, Gary Shaddy. BYU's 33-14 overall, 17-7 in West Coast Conference play. They're the number one team in the league. BYU's clinched a berth to the West Coast Conference tournament, which is four teams, next week in Stockton. Cougars also number 24 in the Baseball America rankings. Jackson Clough, uh, Collegiate Baseball Newspaper National Player of the Week. It was a great week. Cougars play at Utah tomorrow, 8 Eastern, on BYU Radio. There are a few sounds sweeter than connecting for a home run in baseball. The crowd knew it right away. 
Did you hear him? Oh, yeah. And Brock knew it, too. Yep. <laughs> they knew right away, unlike the Kawhi Leonard shot, oh, where everyone goodness. watched for a second and a half. Yeah, like, we'll get wow. to that in just a moment. On Friday, Andrea Stapleton-Johnson of BYU Track and Field broke the school record in the high jump, clearing six feet, two and a half inches at the BYU Invitational, surpassing the previous record in 1994 of six feet, two inches. Stapleton-Johnson's jump, the best height cleared in the NCAA this season, shall likely enter the postseason as the number one seed. And Brenna Porter ran the eighth fastest outdoor 400 time in BYU history at the Oxy Invitational with the time of 54.50. She now holds the number two and number eight spots in that competition. The final list of qualifiers for the NCAA prelims will be announced on Wednesday. As promised, Kawhi Leonard conversation because the Toronto Raptors, we the North, delivered one of the more epic buzzer beaters in NBA history last night. We've seen shots go in, the swish from Damian Lillard to clinch the series from 40 or, feet away. Or, or shots 30. that weren't a swish but were called a swish. Swish! Swish! This one bounced on the rim like four times and then dropped in to beat the 76ers in Game 7 at the buzzer. Incredible stuff. Yeah. That said, Kawhi Leonard, longtime rival of Jimmer Fredette at San Diego State, had some epic mm-hmm. battles. Do you cheer for a guy like him or for a guy like Eric Weddle, who has now become friends with John Beck after the play? There's that iconic picture of those two. Yeah. Their arms around each other, congratulating each other after Beck to Harleen happened in Salt Lake City on Weddle's senior day. Do you cheer for guys like that now that they're not competing directly against BYU? Generally, no, I don't. But if the guy's likable, yes. I think Eric Weddle's very likable. I love his personality. Quiet Leonard, not so much. A quiet guy. He's had some personal tragedy in his life. Got to know him a little bit with the Jimmers All-Stars here. Largest hands I've ever seen. He and Jeff Chapman are the uh, like largest hands guys ever that I've encountered. And uh, yeah, good on him. But I, I don't openly root for the opponent very much. It depends. It just kind of depends on... Uh, punchability factor, right? If it's low, then maybe. Is his face punchable? Is his face punchable or not? You know? No. Like Zach Collins with the Blazers, I think I was rooting for him. I I think I like him, mainly because he left after one year. My wife looked at him yesterday and said, he looks like a baby. And I'm like, he is. He's like 20. 20. He's probably 20, right? Yeah. Tell tell the people your interactions with Eric Weddle when you'd look. So you worked in Palm Springs. You'd cover the Chargers sometimes. You'd walk into the locker room, and he would say something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like So so I'd walk in, and I'd just hear, like, this faint, BYU sucks. You know? I'd look over in the corner, I'm like, oh, hey, Eric. You know, he's, he's joking. So He wasn't we, joking. But we'd rib each other. Um, but he was a great guy. He, he talked with me at length on the regular because we had a connection of yeah. BYU and Utah. And, of course, he's a member of De La Iglesia. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Members oh, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He, he is an outstanding family man. And, uh, yeah, my, my favorite Ute of all time. Yes, and I don't have many of those, but he's one of them. Like, I, I absolutely root for a guy like him to succeed. And now he's sure. back in L.A. He's back home where he yeah, grew up Sure, with the, with the Rams. Gonna, he's getting ready to do some work. So I'm excited to see him back. As far as Kawhi Leonard goes, I thought it was cool to see him win. I, I think I was more excited for the city of Toronto because I, it's been a while since they've yeah. experienced something really good like that in professional sports. Yeah, plus just the last couple of years in basketball, it's been tough. Right? They're not playing against LeBron, so... So they advanced twice. Congratulations. <laughs> You're into the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Now, the NBA, I don't know how they feel about Toronto and Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Yeah, that's, Finals. A, that's a ratings bonanza, man. <laughs> I, I will said, be watching that, that series. Said, you got yeah. two of the 
craziest players in the in the world against each other. Giannis Antetokounmpo from Milwaukee yes. and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they're legit all NBA first teamers. Yeah, it's going to be fun playing in small markets. That could per go. Se. That could go seven. I'm not sure about the West. I yeah. think the Blazers will get a game or two, but Toronto's a big city, but it's not in the continental United States, and so it's. They they kind of embrace it. We the North. They're our North American brethren. We the North. The ratings don't even count, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Hey, coming up, where's BYU Hoops headed in August for their international trip? We'll discuss that. Plus, Emily Erickson of BYU Softball joins us to recap another conference championship celebration. You sure you want to do this, Emily? <laughs> she says <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. She had two home runs. I don't blame her. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, it's the final week of the regular season for BYU baseball. Tomorrow at Utah. Game one, BYU lost. Game two, canceled due to rain. BYU's got to win this, right? Hey, and thanks they, for the RPI they, drop, Utah. Yeah, yeah and then they, they got to win on aggregate, so they get to win by three plus, right? This is Champions League style now. Listen on BYU Radio tomorrow night, 80s. Doesn't matter if they win. It hurt the RPI. It does matter if they win. What do you say? It's BYU and Utah. What do you mean it doesn't matter if they win? No, I'm saying Take it back. in the NCAA tournament conversation, this actually hurts BYU's resume. Win or lose. If you look at RPI, period, wins and losses matter. Yes, they'd be I like, no, well, look, matters. You're saying, I know you're saying that. The, okay. Thank I, you. I Thank admit you. that. Back, Brian Logan, backpedal. <laughs> <laughs> Our question of the day. What is the non-Utah must-win game for BYU football this season? Jesse caught him on Facebook answers for postseason and prestige reasons. Washington. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They are the highest in the preseason yeah. power ranking so far. So for it's a ESPN. must win? That's a likely loss. Beat the rivals. Beat the rivals. Utah State, Boise State, can't go wrong that's, with either of those. That's an aggressive take by Jesse. Yes, it is. Okay. More aggressive takes the rack on the way. <laughs> I'm sure there will be at least one more. Social media, hashtag BYUSN is how you join us. Joining us now in Studio B, our second guest of the day, Emily Erickson yeah. of West Coast Conference Champion for the 11th consecutive year of Conference Champion BYU Softball. Congratulations. Thanks. Happy to be here. Well, you're always here. It's just now you're actually on the set because you work here. True. You're a production assistant. That is true. I am. How do things look in front of the camera? Uh, weird. This is interesting. It's more quiet in here than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. When we say a joke and no one responds, you know, we have four other people in here. If I get a brief chuckle, then I'm like, oh, it landed on 25% of our demo here. Anyway, what? so explain what you do here as a production assistant. Um, I work social media. I make highlight reels of athletes. I type headlines. I work sporting events. Um, Not softball, though. Not softball. Yeah, you're I'm a little playing. busy. Yeah, no. Did you but cut your own highlight and send I it? Did. Oh, did you? Really? I did. I made my own highlight reel today. Yeah. Yes. How <laughs> many replays were on it? Uh, replays? Yeah, like, so oh, like, like the clips? original look. Yeah, and then uh, I think we're, I had three or four. We're watching it right oh, now. Yeah. Typically, so typically we'd probably have one or two replays, right? But because you cut your own, you got you it's know, like mul- five minutes long. Oh, you included a grounder in there. Interesting. I yeah. would have just included homers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> only cri- hit a couple at home. A so. crisp grounder. Yeah. Well, how many homers do you have at home versus the road? Because you have ten total. I think I have two at home. Two at home? Yeah. On BYU TV or no? Yeah, on BYU TV. Oh, both. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's clutch. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. I, haven't, I haven't forgotten them. <laughs> I called them, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah, you're stoking every time I hit them. I was, and, it, I was and, it, and it wasn't the three-run homer? 
<laughs> no, no. Who was that? No, who was that that hit the Grand Slam? Oh, it was Arissa Paulson. Who, yeah, was, yeah, was it was Arissa. Arissa yeah, she hit yeah, because I walked grand slam. and then she hit the walk off Grand Slam. Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah. It was okay, awesome. Just kidding. Three run homer. I had a worse one. I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> Back when I called. Emily, congratulations. You hit two home runs in that series, went over Santa Clara, and you book your 15th straight trip to NCAA Regionals. What is it about this program? Because it kind of seems like you guys are overlooked, but you consistently just win the conference title and go to the NCAA tournament. Um, I think it's just that tradition and that standard that we're held to. Um, the competition is good in our conference. We expect, you know, a challenge every year because everyone's coming after us. They want to beat us. So Better this year than recent memory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it's always a challenge, but I think the pressure of having to keep that tradition is what, I don't know, keeps us Don't take it for granted, hard. people. Don't take it for granted. Yeah, no. It is incredible oh, it is. what this team is doing. It's incredible. And don't what, take it for granted. What kind of emotion did you have when you, when you won the conference championship? Because sometimes for really good teams, like, oh, it's relief. Yeah. But what did you feel? No, relief for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was excitement, but um, knowing that we had won it again was like, yes, like just instant relief, like we had done it, you know. Okay, and then yesterday, was it yesterday, two days ago? Yesterday, you, last yesterday, night. Last night. You find out you're going to Stillwater. Now, we're going to play a clip here, and we can talk over it, um, where the team's reaction at first was a little weird. I'm like, so let's play the clip, and we'll talk over this. That, okay, here... So that sounds surprised. And there you are. Yeah. And then you see BYU up there, and you guys cheer, and you get excited. And here it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's the exciting. What was that first part? So since we can't play on Sundays, we are the first game to play in regionals every year. It, like of when we anybody. go. Yeah, of anybody. Mm. So if it says Thursday, then we know it's us. You know. Yeah. So we know before our name so is even on there. Thursday. We saw Thursday, ah. and so we were like, "Oh my gosh, it's us!" And then we saw our name, and that's when we were like, "Oh yeah." Okay. So we know before our name is even put up there. Yeah, so you're going to Stillwater. Now there was a lot of speculation that you might go to Arizona. That didn't happen. Yeah. You okay with Stillwater? Yeah, I'm okay with Stillwater. It's going to be... Probably having Applebee's there or something, right? <laughs> yeah, something. I mean, it's going to be good competition. I would have preferred Arizona because I'm from Arizona. want to go back home, but Stillwater is going to be pretty cool. I've never been, so... Oklahoma State, Arkansas, and Tulsa. Mm-hmm. One team emerges. Um, BYU's emerged to a Super Regional one time. How does this team become the second? I think just focusing and playing together, um, going in knowing that if we do our jobs and we work hard that we can do whatever, you know, we can anything's possible. So I think that all of these teams have weaknesses. I mean, every team has weaknesses, but if we play to our strengths and, you know, expose their weaknesses, that will come out successful. Well, it's, it's not like you haven't played this level of competition this season. Good grief. You played <laughs> number one, two, and three in the current rankings. Uh, so what do you know about Oklahoma State, and how do you feel like you match up with them? So we haven't played Oklahoma State while I've been here, so this is a new challenge for sure. But um, there's a pitcher that they have that hits as well that we know that is pretty legit, so we know we're going up against her. But um, – I don't know. They they've got a good program. I think they got second in the Big Twelve, so they're they're good, and we're we're ready for them. All right, Emily Erickson with us on BYU Sports Nation. The softball team wins another conference championship. Yawn. 
<laughs> no, no yawn. I kid. No yawn. I kid. Hey, uh, you're a great employee here. We really appreciate you, you. working here. And you're a really good softball player, too. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, so let's have you uh, sign the flag. Yes. You're our first student employee here to sign the flag. <laughs> is that the truth? Wow. That, that is the case, isn't it? Yeah. Making history. Yeah, don't, we're, we're over fifteen hundred shows. Don't tell the others. <laughs> <laughs> and let's give you some karma for uh, for the whole team, you and the whole team, in the okay. NCAA regionals. The karma will Good be luck. solidified once you sign the flag, Emily. Is that the formal? Pro- well, we don't have. We give it to some people on the phone, right? True. They don't sign. It's just better. I don't. We don't know how to control this thing. It's out it's, of control. It feels better. Yeah. When the signature okay. goes on the flag. Yeah. Well, there you go. Sorry, Dane Carlson. <laughs> Coming up, after a packed weekend of great performances, who gets today's rise and shout-out? Plus a loaded Cougar whip around, records breaking, people across the pond doing work. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout-out to today's guest, Brandon Davies, who joined us from Lithuania. All EuroLeague first-team basketball player and Emily Erickson. Hit two home runs to help BYU women's softball clinch an 11th straight conference championship. Did you know the show's on demand? I did it, know that. It is. I know that yeah. you know, but did you, the listener viewer, know? Rhetorical uh, question. You can go to the BYU TV or BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Softball. Brigham won its 11th consecutive conference title after winning the series at Santa Clara. Emily Erickson, who joined us a moment ago, she works here. Hit two home runs in Game 2 to secure the championship. BYU is in the Stillwater Regional at Oklahoma State with aforementioned Oklahoma State, Arkansas, and Tulsa. The Regional begins Thursday. Baseball. Moved up to number 24 in the Baseball America standings, or rankings, I should say, after the 2-1 to series win over San Francisco. The Cougars dropped the Friday game 9-1, to bounced back on Saturday 17-9, to including Brock Hale's second Grand Slam of the series. BYU... Heads north to play Utah tomorrow, 8 Eastern. Listen live on BYU Radio. Men's basketball. Mark Pope and BYU Hoops will travel to Italy for their international trip this summer, according to a report from Stadium Sports' Jeff Goodman, confirmed by BYU Sports Nation as well. The Cougars will be in Italy from August 16th through the 26th. No confirmation yet on the BYU Sports Nation remote from the Coliseum. (laughs) Track and field. That's something we haven't done yet. (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) Nashville's pretty good, though. Yes, it is. Andrea Stapleton-Johnson breaks the BYU record in the high jump at 6 feet 2.5 inches, passing the previous mark set at 6 feet 2 inches in 1994. Stapleton-Johnson's jump, the best height cleared in the NCAA all season. Also, Brenna Porter earned the number 8 fastest outdoor 400-meter time in BYU history at the Oxy Invitational. She now holds the number 2 and number 8 marks at BYU. Cougars in the PGA. Over the weekend at the KC Golf Classic, Daniel Summerhays finished four under par for 26th. Let's send it back to three with Spencer. Golf. Men's golf currently playing in the NCAA Pullman Regional in Pullman, Washington. It's okay, they're in a water break, so I can talk a little bit louder. The Cougars are currently in third place as a team with Carson Lundell shooting at three under, tied for second. Jerem? Lacrosse. Thanks for in Lundquist. With a loss, uh, 11-10 to Michigan, BYU Women's Lacrosse took fourth place at Nationals. Great season. Congratulations. Mm. Cougars overseas. Hey, we talked to him earlier in the program. Download the podcast to hear the entire conversation. Brandon Davies scored 19 points, grabbed six rebounds to secure another win for BC Zalgiris in Lithuania. And your boy Elijah Bryant scored 20 points, grabbed seven rebounds, and a loss for Eliot in Israel over the weekend. 
Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman back to work, went two for four with two runs batted in and a stolen base in a 7-4 Triple A Iowa Cubs win over the Memphis Redbirds. Today's rise and shout-outs. Up first for me, it goes to Mark Pope. On Friday, he delivered the always scary first pitch. He went the day before and warmed. He went the day before and warmed up. Yeah, yeah. No, he took it seriously. And then one hopped at the Bulber up anyway. Yeah, that's all right. I've been there. I've done that. Second one I didn't, but the, only the first one gets replayed here. We love Mark. He was great. He did an interview with Jason Shepard and basically uh, just drug himself through the mud, and it was really funny. Yeah, his preparation was helping to meet the opportunity. Next time. Uh, Brock Hale gets my rise and shout out. This guy has not been drafted the last couple of years, but he's had a tremendous senior season. Didn't let that get to him. Didn't get frustrated. Or perhaps that frustration led to preparation. Hit two grand slams in his final home series. He's had an amazing BYU career. A guy who's been patient, who I hope gets drafted. He's a little older with the mission and whatnot. Um, But a guy that, he's a professional hitter. He really is. So good luck to Brock Hale, who went, uh, he he busted out the rye bread and the the mustard twice. Ten home runs this season, two of them grand slams. And what does a Major League Baseball team have to lose, really? There are 40 rounds of the Major League Baseball draft. Like, not is, enough, I guess. Is Brock Hale yeah. not worth the risk? Come on. Like, I, I hope. You're preaching to the choir. For his sanity that he gets picked up. Just give him a shot. What do you have to lose? 40 rounds. All right. I'm off my soapbox. Our question of the day. A bit soapy. What is the non-Utah must-win game for BYU football this season? <laughs> At Durrett 10 Answers on Twitter. USC, Washington, and Boise State because BYU needs to defend home field. I told you, I told you an aggressive take was coming. <laughs> How about just one of those? What is this, first take? Get it, what, just, just one of those. Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years from at Jake R. Kemp. As someone who lives up in Davis County, <laughs> BYU <laughs> loses to the Ogden Aggies again, so help me. Oh, Ogden. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Sam Burgess. We'll see you tomorrow morning at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain Time for the next edition of BYU Sports Nation. And don't forget, Nashville, we're coming to you this week. We're coming to your city. Go Cougs.